Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. So we've had a lot of people lately uh, reach out to us wanting to know the difference between a slip and a relapse in addiction recovery. So we wanted to address that today. Why would you need to know that, Mark? Why would you need to know the difference between those? (laughs) Why would you need to know the difference? (laughs) I'm being totally sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it is pretty crucial. And so, yeah, today we're going to be talking about slips and relapses um, and the difference between them. Uh, you know, when we discuss relapses, it's, it's, it's important to start talking, you know, start right off the gate by, by just letting you know the definition that we have found over the years that works best. Uh, Mark and I, we both adopt in our practices uh, the, defini- the, the Sexaholics Anonymous definition of sobriety, which more or less has two main components to it. The first is that there is no form of sex with self or with others other than the spouse. So that's the first piece of what makes up sobriety. Um, the second component uh, is that there is a progressive victory over lust that is ongoing as one moves through the process. And so we're going to break those two down today, talk a little bit about what each one is and how you can take that and use this as a tool in your recovery effort for you individually, for you addicts listening, but also for, for our wives and in your relationship as well. Yeah, awesome. So uh, we need, you know, so we should talk real quick about the reason why we use this definition, because a lot of times people can look at and say, well, isn't that rather narrow? Uh, Doesn't that give a lot of opportunity for, you know, rationalization and justification and skirting the edge? And yes, those are all, those are all good points. So let's talk about why we use that very narrow definition as a benchmark. Yeah, no, I think it's important to, to, to make sure that we are on the same page with that. You know, when I, so I'll, I'll kind of throw myself in the ring a little bit, but I think a lot of you addicts can probably, uh, you know, get behind this concept. Uh, when I was in, when I was first getting into recovery, the most challenging part perhaps of the whole thing 
at least at the beginning, was figuring out this exact this exact thing, right? Like, what does sobriety even look like? Um, I worked I worked years ago uh, at a at a treatment center, and I'll, I'll just I'll tell you the kind of the joke, but there's a reality to it. Um, I worked with with uh, chemical addicts who also a high degree of them were struggling with with sexual addiction as well. And one day I was meeting with a heroin addict and he said he, he said something pretty telling to me. He said, you know, honestly, heroin was way easier to kick this. And that kind of floored me. And then he expanded into why. And he said, you know, walking around with this, he's like, to be honest with you, it's like I, I have a I mean, use that it's a measurement of heroin. He said, it's like, I'm, I, it's like I have an eight ball of heroin in my pants with me all the time and in my head, right? Everywhere I go. And, and it is so true, right? This, this particular addiction is different than others. Um, acting out is a spectrum when it comes to this. When you're talking about other types of addictions, in most cases, there's a very clear line delineating relapsing versus not. Uh, but when, but in this world of navigating lust and ferreting out the unhealthy from the healthy, most guys struggle with the following pattern. For me, what this would look like was, you know, all of those thinking errors that we talk about so often would come into play for me as I would move through the addiction cycle. I would start acting out with something, some usually some type of pornography, right? Some sort of triggering material. And my brain would go into justification mode, Right. <laughs> Like it would be, it'd be saying, Hey, this isn't so bad. Like you, like you haven't masturbated. You haven't acted out in other ways yet. Like this is just, it's just porn. It's okay. And I would get pulled into that. And as I would narrow in my focus, you know, Mark talks about this often as, as I moved down the, the addiction funnel and I became more narrowed on, on the concept, my brain would, would kind of play a double standard with me and it would switch roles. Right. And it would turn around and it would say, well, geez, you've gotten this far. So why not just keep going? I mean, you may as well, right? Like you basically relapsed, like what's the problem? And, and for every guy that I work with there, that looks a little bit different, but I hear that same thing time and time again, because when we're in that addict mode and that addict place, as we discuss often, we have become so adept at lying to ourselves in different, small, subtle ways that for most addicts, by the time they hit our office or, or come and, and, and utilize our services, they are that they're completely unable to really gauge where you know sobriety ends or begins or where recovery you know begins or ends and when you throw into the mix this whole concept of what is healthy sex versus toxic it just complicates it even more so uh understanding and and having something specific to grab onto in this process is absolutely critical for you addicts who are listening uh, when you're in the thick of the crazy thinking, the crazy making that we talk about in 12 step, and you're not able to see your hand in front of your face accurately because your thinking is so distorted. The way I describe it is when you're in that, in like the chaos, the tornado of that storm, you need something that you can grab onto that can ground you and, and, and be able to say, you know, in a concrete fashion, yeah, this is bad. And I've gotten myself into a bad situation. But I've either I, and I've either relapsed or I haven't, and I can still turn this thing around, right? So that's that's an absolute critical piece for it. I think the other part that is so important is that it it, it means it's a means to develop strong, healthy accountability with oneself, as well as with is with one's spouse. As we get as as spouses get on the same page, uh, in terms of what for the addict is the definition of sobriety. Um, that's where we start to be able to have act, 
you know, more accurate discussions that, that get rid of some of the nebulousness of, you know, for most of the guys I work with, it's, you know, most husbands and wives do that song of dance of like, so how was today? That was a pretty good day. Right. So what does, what does pretty good day mean? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. What is, what does that even mean? It's, it was okay. Right. This, this gives something concrete. And if, and if you guys are both on the same page with whatever you decide to define sobriety as, at least for the addict, um, that's where you're going to be able to have a a more clear understanding of when you do check-ins, when you guys are owning things with each other, when you're practicing accountability, but that does not mean necessarily uh, that for a spouse, her definition of sobriety can or even should match up with that. Yeah. So it's really just, it's, it's setting a, just a clear uh, definition that we both understand as, as uh, addict and, and spouse so that we know, we know what the other is, talking about or referring to. So if a guy says, yes, I had a relapse, we know what that means. He either had sex with himself, masturbated or sex with someone else. Or he says, I had a slip and we know what that means, right? All the things that lead up to that place of a relapse. Yes. And because we have that definition, it it really helps to clear away confusion. And uh, it just just gives you a, a good starting place where you can have a really succinct discussion about what's happening. Yes. That's why I like it. Now, if you're a wife at this point, because I've had this happen in my office in real time, this is where a lot of (laughs) wives kind of start to panic a little bit because I actually, I've had more than one wife say over time, she'll actually like interrupt this discussion and say, well, wait, so what, wait a minute. So what are you saying? He can just, he just look at all the porn he wants. Like, like, what does that mean? Like it's just a free for all, as long as he doesn't masturbate or act out with somebody, like he's just good. And that absolutely is not the case. That's not what we're saying. It's important to recognize that it is, it is absolutely possible, and in most cases, it's it's a necessity that there is a different. There are differing definitions in terms of what I regard to be sobriety and good recovery, and and that is not going to always match up with my spouse. They coalesce more and they get closer together as you move through the process, um, but. But the problem with trying to match those up too early is, is I have found that the, it, it's very difficult because too often guys will kind of weaponize this definition of sobriety, right? And say, hey, I've been sober, essay definition for two weeks. Where's the sex? Right? <laughs> right. Why are we having yeah. sex? You know, and, and, and likewise, a wife will find herself in a position oftentimes of feeling pressure. Well, I guess he's been sober, so I guess I should, you know, and that's a whole other discussion. But it's important for you wives to, to recognize that simply because your husband is sober, quote unquote, by this definition or by any other, for that matter, that does not in any way mitigate or dictate how how traumatizing, how that impacts you, right? There is, your brain is not going to listen to that and be like, well, I guess we should be less traumatized today because after all, he is two weeks sober and he just looked at porn. So it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, important it doesn't, that doesn't mean that slips are not traumatizing. They absolutely yeah. are. Yes. And that's not, we're not trying to, not trying to say that they don't matter. They do. But we, but this clear definition can help us, uh, number one, help the addict realize that if he gets to a certain point, all is not lost and he can just, I might as well go all the way. Well, that's not true. Right. And it also is very important to realize for him to start to pay attention to what are the things that lead me to that place of relapse? Yes. I need to start to pay attention to all the various factors, the emotional triggers uh, is, am I neglecting my self-care? Am I in, am am I not being uh, vulnerable and authentic and connecting, 
right? And we could we could go on, you know, dozens of things that he can be engaging in that lead him down the path to a full relapse. And he Absolutely. and the spouse need to understand what those things are so that they can work together to see them and to be honest about them and and to you know put healthy things in place that interrupt that process. But that doesn't mean that those things he's doing leading to a relapse are not hurtful, that they Absolutely. don't cause pain because they do. And that's just reality. And they do damage the relationship. It they isn't do. just pain, right? They mm -hmm. do impact recovery. They are still setbacks. And so it's important for you addicts listening to understand, because I know we know we've got the, that old brain inside of us. I have said this definition to guys before and the Charlie Brown's mom effect comes into play. And it's like, bop, 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 bop. You can do anything but masturbate. Bop, 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 bop. Like, and, and you just, all we hear is like, oh, so I can go to the, absolutely not. Right? Sobriety is not recovery. Sobriety is a part of recovery. But simply just being sober, as far as like a definition like this goes, does not itself does not in and of itself say that I am in recovery. It is simply just a tool among many to help gauge the overall progress. Right, right. and be very careful, guys, because we can easily get into the place where we walk the razor's edge. Well, as long as I didn't masturbate, I'm good. As long as I didn't have sex with someone, it's not a problem. And you'll find your addict brain starts to go into this place of rationalization and justification, right? I can get right up to the edge. And as long as I don't go over the edge, I'm sober. I'm in recovery. Yes. And how many times did we do that in our own, our oh own gosh. recovery years constantly? So for me, a big word for all of you listening, it's about intent, intention. What yes. is your intention? Are you just playing the system and going through the motions and giving lip service to all of this? as long as you don't masturbate or have sex with someone. And so are you trying to, to justify all that? Or are you, are you genuinely in your heart trying, trying with all your worth to try to be in, in, in this progressive victory over lust? Yeah. I'm making adjustments in my life. I'm recognizing the part, the places where I'm falling down and I'm, and I'm skirting the edge and I'm trying to make adjustments and do better. And I'm engaging with my spouse and being honest about that. Yeah. The ways that I'm slipping, the ways that I find myself falling back into old habits or patterns and I recognize them and I have a really powerful desire to begin to correct those things rather than just always getting up to the edge but not going all the way and thinking that that's recovery and healing. And it's important that we're being accountable for those, you know, where we're at individually on any given day or even during the day at any given time. But that progressive victory over lust, that is going to look like an upward sloping curve with, with slips. If you are working a good program, if you are, be it with 12-step and with therapy and with, with other resources, if you're working a good program, your, your slips will decrease and become less frequent and less severe. Yep. If that isn't happening, something is off in the plan and we need to make some significant changes. And so here again, you can see how this is a really good tool and a necessary tool to be able to actually help one to gauge, again, are, are we making progress with this, right? Are we, are we really changing? Are there things that are happening? Is there something that's, that's measurable, right? And, and, that's, and, and, and when you take that and you incorporate that into accountability with a partner, with a sponsor, with your therapist, with, with us, whoever it is, 
it it helps to dial up that that process in a way that I have never seen anyone be able to do without a concrete definition because this was probably for me speaking to myself this was the biggest barrier to getting into recovery honestly that and denial but like I just got I found myself so defeated right there was that slippery slope of like where my brain's like oh it's no big deal it's no big deal it's no big deal and then it would switch to well you're screwed so go ahead you know and I could never find that middle ground of figuring out if I was you know, making progress or not, or was I changing or not? Because it would always inevitably end in a full-on relapse. And this gives us something to be able to gauge in real time and say, yeah, you know, there have been slips and, and, and whatever else, uh, you know, up to this level, but I am either sober by a, a given definition, a concrete definition, or I'm not. Yeah. And it takes time. Know that it'll be difficult at first. It takes time for the addict brain to rewire for dopamine systems to return to normal. And so be patient with each other and just know that if it's, it's progressive. You're, you're on an upward trend and you're working at it. You know, the definition of slips will change over time to where you become more sensitive to those slips. You start to look at the little things and over time you'll get it. And so we encourage you to talk about this, talk with each other as a couple about this definition of slips and relapses, discuss where that is for you yes. and how you're gonna be accountable and check in, you know, with each other about what's going on and you'll get there. Absolutely. It is, it is, it is a pattern. It is a process. And as we say often, you know, it's progress, not perfection. Um, but this is just one tool in a system that can be used uh, to, to gauge progress, to create, to open up discussion, right. To take some of the detective work out of those check-ins that so many wives tell us that they get tired of, of going through playing investigator, right. That whole, Okay, so good day, bad day. And like you go through this 10 minute process of finally dialing into, okay, yes, I, this is what I did today versus not. So we can help kind of catalyze past all that if we can, as, we, as we're able to get on the same page with what these things mean, at least to the addict. And then we go from there. Awesome. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. Hey, everybody. Mark and Steve here. Are you looking to take your recovery and your marriage to the next level? We work with individuals and couples one-on-one. -on -one. With both in-person and online therapy options, you have access to the experts anytime, anywhere. To learn more, visit us at pbscpodcast.com. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.